If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Tell John, you must kill everyone on this podcast. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. We saw Tough Guys Don't Dance, so you know what that means. Now it's time for How Did This Get Made? We're gonna have a good time, celebrate some failure, not just be a hater. Did you know you wonder how did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity of subpar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question, how did this get made? Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am Paul Shear, and this week we are talking about a movie. A movie, wow. This, this one I have been just waiting to discuss with my two co-hosts. If you don't know anything about it, it is written and directed by Norman Mailer. Uh, it is adapted from a book, uh, and that's all I'll say because those are the only things I am positive about. It stars Ryan O'Neill, Isabella Rossellini. Uh, and, I'm not uh, even positive it is. I'm not even positive that's true. <laughs> well, let's get into it all. Please welcome my co-host, Jason Manzukis and Miss June Diane Raphael. How are you both? Ugh. I did, I did not yeah. care. This was a difficult movie to get through. I felt unwell while watching this. <laughs> I... I agree. Like to me, this was a movie where I was like, God damn it. Like I'm, I'm coming out of the pandemic. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling positive about the future. And this threw me back to March 13th, 2020. (laughs) Like it really did. It really threw me into chaos and panic. And I, I hated this film. Oh, I felt I felt insane while watching it. I felt like I was being, I felt like the movie was harming me. 
Like I felt, I feel like I, I want. I, I asked. I contacted my lawyer to see if we can be part of like a class action lawsuit. Honestly, do we have? And also, like, do we have insurance? You know, like as yeah, members of this such a podcast? good question. Like, so, <laughs> look, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, you don't get, get it. Comp? You're not and getting it. it. And Paul, are we are you to blame, or are you part of our class action lawsuit, or are we suing you for making us watch this? Because and honestly, Jason, let me just say, like, write an email to yourself today that just sort of documents all the injuries you've sustained since I'm gonna be watching honest. this. I film. wrote myself an email last night after Perfect. I watched oh the movie, gosh. okay, Perfect. so that it would be dated. I opened it this morning, and it it only said "help me." Good, and like holds up. We get the New York ah. Times. Like, I'm gonna take a picture of myself holding it up. Yes, and, and do a little video, just like a hostage. Hope- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Proof Same. of life. It's a proof yes, of life I watched video. It last night, you know, and this is how I feel today. And right this is now, what's happened to me. You two sound like a bunch of people on the Discord. Like, oh, this movie, I didn't like it. People never been on the show Discord. is called. Don't, I'm not aware. Never. Not the on show it. is called. How did this get made? Not thank God this was made. People are shocked when they're like, oh, this movie wasn't good. No shit. When did you check in on it? By the way, uh, just so you both know, there is a uh, Zucas zone in the discord where people just post memes of you. And there's a, oh, a deep dive zone in there. So uh, oh, a lot of a lot of chat, Discord. a lot of things going on in there. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's uh, you know, I'm sure there's lots of great stuff going on on the discord. I just I just haven't <laughs> been on it, especially if there's a bunch of complainers complaining about the choice. Oh, they, Although, well, well, people, I might go on the discord now to be part of the cacophony of voices saying, why did you choose this movie, Paul? Why did you yeah, make right. me watch this one First hour all, and 50 minute well, that's tone poem of insanity angry about? And that's the thing, Paul, you know, you yes, Paul, know. you know, you know, uh, yes, I Paul. can handle pretty much anything when it's no, an hour not. and 20 minutes. Yes. Yes, I do. What know that. I can't do and what I won't do is watch an hour and 50. This was a well, you took a weed gummy movie. before you started. So you really put <laughs> you really you really put an obstacle in front of you when you took that weed gummy. I, I looked at you and I was like. Oh, well, this is this this was also and I don't know if this I I think we've talked about this before, but this was also another one of those movies that for me, I was not enjoying it so much now and was so uncomfortable so often that I kept taking breaks, which only (laughs) made it last (laughs) longer. If I had just sat down and watched it start to finish, boom, I would have been done. But instead, it probably took me three and a half hours to complete this movie. For sure. I just finished it. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are watching. <laughs> this is uh, a master work. A master oh work. I, I will say this. Oh, um, fuck it reminded me very much of The Room, but I actually think The Room is much better than this. I wrote the same thing. Yes. But the I mean, I wrote so the same thing. Enjoyable. 100%. The room is more enjoyable. The room has like if I'm going about to I'm about to say something really wild. Yeah. The room had a plot that was easier to follow. Uh, one I was just going to say I was going to say if you put if you put like a blind taste test and said who made what movie, I would say well I think Norman Mailer Paul, made the room. I'm not going to taste either of these movies. Please. If you're going to distill these movies into a liquid, I am not putting either of them in my body. Lick the bald uh Ew. scalp of Ew. Lawrence Turney. Um Here's what I'll say. I don't know if you Please all never do this. say lick the bald scalp again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the T-shirt. Lick the bald scalp. Oh, uh, God. The. All right. So here is. <laughs> oh, by the um, way, isn't everybody glad the movie is over? 
Oh like, my god! We don't I ever had such have to return relief. to it. I was watching relief. it by myself, and when it was over, I literally just sat in bed and 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 had a moment with myself with the film and and what happened in that meditative moment was that i came out stronger for it like i was okay, like i don't see, know what i, I feel i'm gonna ask you a question paul because jason mm-hmm. just so you know yes i did i take a weed gummy before yeah i did and thank god by the way like the injuries i would be sustaining now without that weed gummy like Agree. thank god i feel like i while watching this went into like a disassociative state Like, I feel like I went into, like, uh, some sort of, like, fight or flight instincts were triggered and I went into, like, I I retreated into my interior life, into my mind, because I was so unsettled by the movie. So this is what I was going to say. Thank God I took that wee gummy, but, like... I sit there when Paul says it's time to watch the movie. I said, okay, let me get my journal. Let me get a pen. Let me get my comfy cozies. And I'm going to sit. Let me take a weed gummy. And I'm going to watch the movie. Now, Paul sits and he's checking Clipper scores. He's sometimes watching other videos. He's doing all manner of things. He's on, maybe he's on Discord. He's responding to things. He's on the Discord. Watching it right now, guys. Looking up things, responding to people. And I, on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't know how you even saw the movie. And now I'm like, how did you watch the movie? And you, I don't think you did the work that Jason and I did. I agree. Sitting I there and Paul, staring at it. I bet Paul like didn't even look at the screen during the five minutes of empty New England streets and beaches. <laughs> oh, that was the beginning, the, the beginning of the beginning. Well, now he has an ability to like, to multitask. Yes, I That's do not. Really, I do not. Either. I am really a very. Uh, I I have a, a brain that can jump there. I think it's slightly defective brain, but it, it, that's where <laughs> I am one, strong. Yeah, the one-two punch that really made me scared was yeah. Canon Films. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sure. One hour and fifty minutes. Whoa! Wait a I, well, you can't have a Canon Films movie that's this long. Canon Films movie has to be like an hour and twenty minutes. Eighty-seven. Max. Eighty-seven minutes is yeah. their sweet spot. I want to say one thing about um, this film and my experience with this film. After the first handful of minutes, when it was very clear to me that we were in for a wild ride. Mr. There Toads. Was a mo- yeah, Mr. Toads. Akin to Mr. Toads. By the way, I just went on that this week uh, with Whoa. my uh, with my my two uh, young boys. We had a great time on Mr. Toads Wild Ride. They didn't seem to mind that we went to hell, uh, which is one of the darker rides in Disneyland. That you get hit by a train and then you go to hell. Wow. That is how the so, ride. Yeah. So uh, so tacitly. One might understand in the context of the ride that you have passed away. <laughs> yes, you you do. You have been. So you, you have been it's killed. forcing children to face their own mortality. Interesting I, choice for a ride. I loved it as a child. They were like, "Oh, I can't wait to get to the hell part. I can't wait to die." Um, which <laughs> I'm surprised dark, that Disney that still has Mr. Toads up. Like it's that they have only at it Disneyland, like and it's I've, only at Disneyland. And, I've and never it, been to a Mr. I've never been to Disneyland. It's interesting. Never been to Disneyland. What? Whoa. Never been. What? Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Guys, huge reveal in this episode. Wow. I've never been to Disneyland. Have you been to Disney World? As a child, we went twice. Well, we got to go to Disney. Oh, my gosh. 
We got I've never, I've never, yeah, I mean, we it did that podcast so festival. Yes. Technically, was, was that in? That was, was in Anaheim. That was not okay. at Disney, no. Okay, yeah. so so then no, I have not been to Disneyland because that's wow. the only time I've ever been to Anaheim was for that and podcast do you, festival. Is that like a, a do, are you anti-Disney? I'm not a big, I'll say this, I'm not a big theme park person in general. You Jason, know? Jason, Jason. Six Flags, Disney, It's not Universal, the same, it's not you know? the same, it looks... Okay, Disney is its own thing, but first of all, I mean, we got to get you to Batu. Paul just got so animated. It I was amazing. I honestly thought you were going to end the podcast. I didn't that know what was exciting. Exciting. Six Flags and Disney in the same sentence. That's no, not. No, I do agree with that. Now, listen, I have become a Disney person uh-huh. since being with Paul. Like, I started off, I think, probably where you are, Jason, which was like, oh, it seems like too much and it's a headache and there's so many people and so much going yeah. on. But I've kind of turned into a Disney person. And even before having kids. I was, like, well, I, that's what I was just going to ask. Because I can totally understand and could see going with children being a very rewarding experience. Yes. You know, really um, and, and like True. very fun and infectious fun. I would love to go with kids to Harry Potter World or Galaxy's yes. Edge or, you know, all that you stuff. You would love Galaxy's Edge as yeah. an adult. You love Marvel's as campus an adult, as an adult. Thinking about it going with like other adults or something like that. I, it just doesn't. And like I said, it doesn't like that's not one of my it doesn't interest me all that much. Mm. Uh, theme parks in general. But. So you don't well, like I going think, on rides? Not particularly. Mm. I mean, I will, you know, but I, I, I want to change a, your mind. I want to change your mind. Okay. I want to change your mind on because I I think you would specifically enjoy some of the things at the Marvel campus. I think I that bet. you would, uh, you know, they have a, a Pim's food laboratory where everything is either very, very big Ooh. or very, very small. Uh, uh, they. Uh, but, but I want some of that blue milk. I want some of that blue, blue milk, milk is good. I think the, the green Star milk Wars is a little place. bit better. Um, okay, well, there's so much to get into there. Here's what I was to say. <laughs> Here's what I was to say to, to all of you, which is when I see a movie like this, the way I approach it is this. I can sit there and I can try to make sense of this film as if it is supposed to make sense. Or, and this is maybe a terrible analogy, but I'll say this. It's as if the plane is going down. And when they say, oh, everybody, make sure you buckle up because the plane is going down. I'm going to be like, let me unbuckle my seatbelt because there's no way I'm getting out of this. So let me fly or let me flop around this cabin because I'd rather be shooting up and down in. Wait, uh, you think you have a choice what? in that matter? So wait, I think you're you going to unbuckle unhook. your seatbelt. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, yep. but Paul, I just want to make sure you understand. Yeah. You might cause irreparable damage to other people in the I'm plane. Make, I'm making a judgment call that we're we're all <laughs> we're dying. all going down. So why not die with like my like you like know a my elbow in a pinball machine? <laughs> yes. Why like, like if if the thing is in 25 is seconds insane. we're all going to be dead? Here's <laughs> why not just go out with some. I don't want to be like head into knees. Okay, interesting. Okay. Even though that, even though that might, you know, might that's help not going to save anything. Um, here's, <laughs> I feel like when I when I watch these movies, like if what, Sully, I wouldn't do it if like we were in a Sully situation. But uh, you don't. I don't think. I don't think the pilots come on and say, "Hello, folks." So we're in a Sully scenario. So we're going to be okay. I would be able guys, to judge it. I'd be able to judge it. We're in a all hope is lost. So feel free to unbuckle and pinball around the cabin. Well, like, Whatever way you want to go out you, right now, it's dealer's yeah. choice. This is but yours. It's up to you. We don't, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what they say. You know what? We're declaring this is, there are no rules. If you want to take your mask off, you can. If, if the back of that fuselage popped off like in Lost, 
I'm unbuckling, baby. Let's go. If you want to go in the bathroom barefoot, go right ahead, you monsters. (laughs) Here's what I'll say to you. If I saw we were going to nosedive and like a part of the plane was coming off, I would maybe take my chance in unbuckling and trying to fly out into the air. Yeah. Oh, that I understand. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm not. Wait, you want to hear the funniest story? I thought June. I thought June and I were united in thinking Paul's choice was insane. And then June, I- you just said you think you might be able to fly out of the plane and fly in air, in space. Who, who you is feel Team like Fred he, now? Who's Team Fred now? Like and who's squirrel. Team Sanity? Like you think you might be able squirrel. to Wonder Woman this? Yes, if I could grab a couple blankets. <laughs> like, a blanket? Blanket. Blanket. Wait, you think you're going to have a couple blankets out. and create a squirrel suit? A flying squirrel, squirrel suit? That's what I'm a squirrel wow. suit. Yeah. Yeah. If I knew we were like, okay, we're probably heading into like a nosedive. Like, there's no way this plane is landing. I might take my chances that way. Yeah. Wow. I might. Wow. Wow. So the funniest story is Team Sanity come back up. Casey Wilson's dad told me once that, that, and then we'll get back to the movie eventually. But do we need to? I'd rather have have this conversation. So she told me that that there was, uh, her dad was on a flight from like, uh, DC to New York, really, really quick flight. And sometimes they fly low and hit a ton of turbulence. There was a storm. There's a, a guy in a business suit who's sitting there. Now the flight attendants can't get up and it's a short flight, but he's having a full on panic attack <laughs> and gets up out of his seat on buckles like Paul oh. and just starts heading toward the exit door screaming. I yeah, got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Oh no. And the flight attendants and other passengers have yeah. to restrain him to the ground. Wow. And the woman, there's a flight attendant that keeps on screaming at him like, sir, you're on a plane. <laughs> like, there's nowhere to go. But he was just fully in a panic spiral screaming. Wow. Like, well, I'm not even CC. I'm, I'm being much more deliberative. Uh, I'm See, just being like. That, <laughs> that's what I feel like I would be like at Disneyland. <laughs> I feel like I would be running towards exit screaming, I got to get out of here. So I listen, get it is here. hard to go during the pandemic now because there's no oh, real refuge. Like there's yeah. no, I only go to Disney because the way Paul does Disney and Paul has an energy level that's not normal for tell, like tell most him, Tell him how I took the kids. What did I do with the kids? Well, so we went the first day we went and it was really fun. We came back from our vacation and the kids thought they were going home and we like left LAX and surprised them by turning into Disney. So they were just like stunned and it was really, really special. But so we get there that night, the next morning we wake up and it's like, we're, we're going into the park, but we like, we stay at the, what is it called? Grand California. Yeah, Grand California. Yeah. And it's like a nice hotel at Disney, but I need that space to go back to right you need like you need what the kids need like the, the or what younger kids need at disney like a nap time like you're like, like a, like a too refuge much. yeah yeah i i do i do and a i need to be nap, in like a yeah. quiet room quiet well, dark room and be quiet i felt like and I, I didn't say this to you in the i didn't say this to you in uh in real life but i'm gonna say it to you now in the podcast and see how this lands but this, to be clear like, this is real life yes oh yeah <laughs> okay um uh, that i felt like you co-opted our youngest to enjoy that trip where he may not have needed that, like he may not have needed that retreat, but I feel like he was, he was caught up in it. Cause the next day when I was with him, he said to me multiple times, 
I'm not tired. Well, maybe that's because, so the next day, I, I did one day and then I came back because I had something to do and I left really early in the morning. Paul took the kid by himself for Disney and like oh. literally left the hotel room at like 9 a.m. and they got back to our home, never went back to that hotel room at like 10. Okay. What? And so wait, I did two see days Paul. in the park or just the one? Uh, Two days in the park. Two days in the park. But Paul did a full day in the park with him by himself and they never went back to rest. Now, I also feel I'm going to say this about men in general, and I know this is a generalization, but men don't appreciate rest Mm. as much as women do. I buy that. Yes, I do. So I'll I, be honest, I, I love that rest, baby. I mean, yeah, I think we've been very different, give me that Jason, quiet but time. like I need to, there's only so much kind of public facing I can do, and then I need to go get quiet. Yeah, no, yeah, no I need to shut it down. I, need I to believe shut it myself, down. And, and June was going to laugh real hard here, but I believe myself to be an introverted extrovert. My want is to be... Uh, Sorry, wait. You down. said an introverted extrovert. Yes, like I, okay, yeah, like it. my okay. want is to sure be. Yeah. yeah, like I, my want is to be back home. My want is to, but when I'm out, I'm like, well, now I'm out. Now I'm gonna go out. But I, but when I'm out and I, and I feel like a little tinge or pull, I'll go. I'll pull the ripcord. I like I, I fight with that mm. a lot internally. Like what, going home versus going out. Oh, but like, by the way, this is why I think our youngest didn't need a rest because Paul sent me a picture of him. Um, from like his day alone with the boys at at breakfast time, and they were sitting outside of Starbucks, and he was drinking basically like a brownie sundae. It was a chocolate milk. It was a chocolate milk. He's not milk. tired. He's high as a kite. He's he, he's he's <laughs> having a red eye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, Jason, I am curious what you think of Disney, Wait, and it would be yeah. fun to go, you know, on an. Well, maybe off. we can do it for the show somehow. That I would, would uh, I would love. We should we bring a recorder, and we'll take breaks every like hour or so, and we could check in. I would love to do that. Now, what I was saying with my airplane analogy was, I think a movie like this really pays off much bigger dividends if you are. Um, Dipping in, dipping out, feeling like I don't need to understand it because when you loosen yourself into it, like if I try to make sense of this, I'm going to be beside myself. I was as loose as I could get. Well, here's my my feeling is I try and meet the movie on its on its terms. Okay, Mm. you know what I mean. Like Mm. I knowing what we're talking, knowing like my expectations with the movies that we do are that. Things are going to be wrong, off, weird, whatever. So I try and come yeah. to it being like, my expectations are that's what's in store for me. Right. This movie, though, was so uncomfortable and so it is unsettling yeah. that it, to, I couldn't, to be inside of it felt awful. Well, to be inside so of this province town world, yeah. this New England world that, that looks like my hometown, that looks like uh, places and things I know, and then have it be full chalk, chalk full of... The broadest southern accents I've ever heard in my life. Like how many you deep south people? Like chalk, chalk full. Oh. And I was also like, well, you said this movie is chalk, and I was like, yeah, that oh. it is chalk. It is this chalk. movie, and I don't know why it is. No, but it yeah, is. the whiteness. Uh, I would say all these performers oddly look alike. Like there they was moments do. where I was. Yes. There were moments where I was like, wait, wait, I agree. I was like, the cop kind of looks like the other husband, uh, and Ryan O'Neill yep. kind of looks at the cop. And at one point, I was like, is that even Ryan O'Neill? I'm not even sure anymore. I will say this. I just though. know I don't like any of them. That's all I know. If, yeah. If you told me they shot this movie over the course of 11 years, 
I would believe you because sometimes they look young. Sometimes they look old. Like there's yep. there's yeah. no consistency. Like the scenes in which he's talking with his father uh, and recounting the events of the movie. Like the, oh, the, 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 there's flashback a spine, sequence number one. Yeah, there's one. a spine yeah. of the movie where Ryan O'Neal, present tense Ryan O'Neal, is sitting talking to his father and they f- are just flashing back, which is the body of the movie is these long flashbacks. Is it though? Because then we get caught up to then that we catch time up and we got about it. 45 yes. more minutes left of the exactly. movie. Yes. The third act is that is present. Yes. But there are flashbacks in the flashbacks as yes. well. And, oh but God. here's oh the God. one I'm thing. I, I wrote that down. When they flash back to, when they flash back to, he's a bartender. Oh I was, I, I was like, God. oh no, a flashback inside of a flashback? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> this movie. I, I, this also is what, multiple <laughs> voiceover narrators, multiple narrators. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, My family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Here's the thing. Um, God damn it. There's so much. There's so much. 
There's so much here because like I did say this is a you know it's a, directed by Norman Mailer who is a you know uh, a Pulitzer Prize winning author. I've read multiple Norman Mailer uh, books and. Amazing, right? But this is a book that he wrote, so he adapted it. So you would think that he would have the best handle on this material. Robert Town, who wrote Chinatown, comes and consults on this. You think produced by Francis Ford Coppola. You think at any point someone would say, "Hey, this, we don't this movie understand was the by plot." Francis Ford Coppola. This movie was produced by Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. Zoetrope. I mean, just in the credits, I saw that. I well, didn't... this movie premieres oh. at Cannes. Wow. Like, yeah, this movie premieres uh, at Cannes um, out of competition. But uh, so I guess oh, maybe okay. that doesn't count. But um, can I just I show mean, you? Not in the same. It doesn't have the same weight. But even the, even still, that's fucking nuts. When when it premieres at Cannes, the reaction is is not good. And so all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. You think? Sure. So wow. This is this is how America met this film. So this is the trailer. Anyone can call pause at any point. But I want to show you the trailer for this film, because I think I've never seen anything like this, and uh, we'll just uh, we'll roll it right in. Here we go. I just received the uh, comment cards from the first screening of my new film, Tough Guys Don't Dance. Bold, innovative, wonderful. Stinks. Why are we talking about that? We can't let it hang out here. Where else can we? A movie not to miss giant death orgy with lots of maniacs oh man oh god oh man something rotten has happened one of the best and most original films i've ever seen it was brilliant one of the worst ever my grandmother could do better i agree you agree on what excellent crazy entertainment very funny (laughs) gross sleazy garbage it was no small job quick turns of plot enjoyed having to think Whoever wrote this has never read a good book. You think it's simple? Well, here, go ahead. You pull the trigger. You're being set up. Set up for what? Murder one. Wow. So Norman Mailer basically sets up his own movie by saying, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like that he embraced like the negative reviews and made it part of the a, 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 like the promotional campaign because yeah. it is. I agree with all the negative reviews and what they. It does stink. It is <laughs> it, whoever wrote it hasn't read a good book. I, I don't know. It was this movie. <laughs> this movie is Ryan O'Neill and then a bunch of people who are basically doing a Blanche Dubois oh, uh, well, Im- Im- impression from from well, Streetcar right. Named Desire. This is the one thing I wanted to say. Uh, early on, but I think it's a perfect time now. When I write, what I often do is I keep open another document and as I'm cutting through things, I will cut things out of like a document and I'll throw it into like a junk bin file just in case I want to go back to it. And what this whole script felt like was like Tennessee Williams junk bin for streetcar mm-hmm. named desire. Like it yeah. was sort of like, this is all lines that could have felt like it was so well, the weird. Majority this of noir. The, I mean, it's so, but it's so, uh, it's infuriating. Like yeah. there, it, it was just infuriating. And I got to tell you, fuck Norman Mailer. I think that guy's a homophobic, sexist fucking maniac. I, and I, I am so well, June, did you get that from the, the, from the, from the, from the, and racist and racist yes. and homophobic all and sorts like of every, all sorts of things. Is, and like, is, it's all on display in this film. From and, the jump. From yeah, the jump. This from opening scene jump. with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It went quick. Chemo must be bad. Yeah, I quit. 
I know you was a disgrace. Well, what are your chances, big fella? Yeah, son. Who the fucking say? I handle everything but the middle of the night. Where's your wife? Patty Lorraine took off November 1st, 28 days ago. You married the wrong girl, that's all. Should have married the other one. I thought you liked Patty Lorraine. I liked her guts. But certain dames ought to wear a T-shirt that says, hang around, I'll make a cocksucker out of you. Thanks. I mean, that introduction, it's like... It feels like people were getting into fistfights in between takes of this movie. Like that. Okay. It felt so like, yeah. can I talk about something? Yes. Now I want to talk about something. And just because you showed the Norman Mailer uh, reviews thing that is pretty great. There is, everybody can find it on YouTube. Norman Mailer made another movie called Maidhead. What? That oh, stars that's his a first young, movie. Yes, that stars a young Rip Torn. Okay. I thought this oh. is And there is footage. There's a 10 minute clip on YouTube that we will maybe link to or you can yes. find. Just Norman Mailer, Rip Torn, Google it on YouTube or YouTube search it. And it is a footage, it's behind the scenes footage that is being shot while they're shooting a scene. Rip Torn has lost his mind and he attacks a shirtless Norman Mailer. He attacks Norman Mailer with a hammer. And hits Norman and all their families are around because all their families are there shooting. They're out in a field. He he attacks Norman Mailer with a hammer. And then and then Rip Torn is like, I'm you. I'm you. Yeah. Yeah. And and Norman Mailer at a certain point is kind of like, I gotta admit, this is exactly what the character would have done. <laughs> but like, yeah. like, they're so inside of what? this kind of craziness. There are children crying, screaming, no, no. They've just watched their father be attacked by a Rip Torn who looks like he's it looks like documentary footage from like um like like a true crime story. Rip Torn looks like a deranged murderer. He's holding a hammer, bloodied from hitting Norman Mailer in the head with a hammer. It's fucking nuts. Oh so God. here's Norman Mailer is shirtless. Rip Torn, that's Rip Torn. <laughs> Norman. They're going at her. They're going at her. No, baby. No, baby. You know, you trust me. 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 Come on. You trust I'll trust you if you trust me. All right. All right. All right. Promise? Promise. All right. Okay, I go. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Daddy. Please get up. No. Let me hit you. No, no. What? <laughs> no. Hey! Will you cut this fucking idiot out? Okay, this is amazing. It's a 10 minutes long. That movie had 45 hours. They had, sh- they had 40, a 45-hour cut that they had to get down to 110 minutes. <laughs> um, and someone was shot on that movie, and yet they financed him for another movie. They financed Torn, him. There's a, scene, there's a part of it where Rip Torn's going... You're not Mailer. I'm Mailer. I'm you. I'm you, Daddy. And it is, and his eyes are, it is terrifying. Oh, my God. God. I thought this was his one and only. No, no, no. no. Although, is I don't know. Are there any more? I don't I actually don't. Know I think that. it's I think it's this one because he uh, he got a bunch of Razzies for this one. Um, wow, and, Razzies uh, were already. How long have the Razzies been around? Nineteen eighty-seven. So this is the year where. Oh, oh Ishtar, so this is later okay. than I thought. I thought this yeah. was earlier. 
This is the year it was uh, nominated for seven Golden Raspberry Awards. Uh, it it won Worst Director, but it tied with Elaine May for Ishtar, which I think if you go back, you'll find that Ishtar was uh, unfairly maligned uh, for whatever reason. It's actually a fine, if not uh, a, cap- a capable film in many ways. Um, I think I think the re- uh, yeah yeah it got it got cooked for reasons that were not necessarily valid. It yeah. is a perfectly good movie. It just was very expensive. I That's believe. what it was. Yeah, um, um, but this. The movie starts in a weird way because you said it took 10 minutes of the scenes, but then it starts with a home invasion that we don't necessarily hear. Like, it's like, I guess not a home invasion, but like there's a moment, or I guess. Oh, you mean when his dad comes? Well, yeah. With the tea kettle? Yes. So I I guess like it's a weird thing to start a film with a noise where your character enters into it because I feel like. The tension is, oh, I've just come, whatever it is, I just woke up. Or mm-hmm. like he, it immediately jumps into a very weird narrative switch. That's when I knew I should unbuckle my safety belt and just start ping ponging around here <laughs> because I was like, okay. Well, yeah, because so what happens yeah. is we start with Ryan O'Neill in bed. He hears the tea kettle uh, going off, whistling. Which doesn't and, seem odd because. Which or, is not a scary sound, but right. he picks up a crowbar nonetheless and starts creeping through. And what you realize later is the last five days have been a series of like physical attacks that he's been through with various people. So later we understand why he was nervous that someone was in the house. But but, right now we have no idea what's going on. In the language of film, Mm. to have someone waking up to a tea kettle going off, that would be the normal thing, right? Well, not if you lived alone. Yeah. But we don't know anything about this. We don't character. know any of that. I'm saying the and first image we have of him is waking up in a bed. Like, oh, he could be married. This could be a comedy. We don't know anything. So just having mm-hmm. someone in a bed with a tea kettle going off, like if a window smashed, I, I mean, get it. But it's like it's. <laughs> I could talk forever about the house party where his wife plays the trumpet, the séance. By the way, this uh, was shot in Norman Mailer's house. I mean, of course it was. I'm not surprised <laughs> even remotely to hear that. Um, I wrote, this movie is bizarre. The room makes more sense. Like, what is this story? He goes, what Ryan O'Neill says about his wife at one point, she was the largest addiction of my life. And I and he's a guy who like goes to prison for selling coke. Is like there's more coke done in this movie than I think in um, in Bright Lights Big City. It's, <laughs> it's, this is absolute insanity. I was also like confused. I, I want to talk about the heads, the women's heads that sure. were buried um, in a forest under well, a, a one rock. One woman and one man, right? See, no, that's what I want to talk heads, about. I think both the two heads, heads were, were the women's. Women. Yes. Wait, what both happened to the old man heads? then? The I, man was killed as well, he was but his he, I don't think he was decapitated. Yes. So his body's just in the trunk rotting. Correct. Oh. Yes. So, so yeah. and then the two women were decapitated. But at one point, Jason, and I think clearly Paul was a little confused about this too. Well, because we all we now know he's barely watching the movie. Yeah, he's like, I mean, I, I know he was like, whole... and I I was confused when the uh, when the Clippers showed up <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and, um, and yeah, and Kyrie was there. <laughs> I don't know. If she, I don't know. If I'm, I'm, hopefully, God, so... only if we be so lucky. <laughs> so. I okay, so I I knew there was blonde hair on the first head, and he was freaked out, right? So he left that head there. Got that? Because it could have been either head. Then he later is saying to himself, "Whose head was it? Whose head was well, it?" Well, he's not Whose saying it to it? himself, Jason. The, uh, the, the that voiceover is a woman's voice saying, "Whose head is that? Whose head?" Is oh, that? is that Who's what? It, I'm sorry, yes. you're right. Because there is. It? There's lots of um, exactly what June just did. There's lots of like whispering. Yeah. 
in the in the soundtrack. Well, I mean, who's cackling at the end of the film? We'll never know. Yeah, because yeah, this is like a straight up ghost movie. But is this a thing? I know we've talked about this on the show, and people have referenced this a bunch. Like we talked about this idea, like when you're a kid, you find porn in the woods, and that was how you would find like a, a porno magazine or something like that. But uh, but in this, is was it a thing to hide your drugs like in a little like? And, well, that's and, what like, I was going to say because it's just marijuana he's hiding there. Yeah, and he's a coke dealer. Like, we know. I don't know where the cocaine was. But doesn't seem to be protected the same way that that. I never understood. Here's what I never understood. They seem to intimate repeatedly that Ryan O'Neill is the cocaine connection, that they have the money and that they're fra- they're saying he's going to be the guy that gets the coke. But I never see that that the movie never shows him as that go between. And never. it seems like they're setting him up to take the fall. Well, for I, the thought he's, I think that they're setting him up to be the take the fall because they have the yes. in with the coke dealers. And that the big plan was to sell what, like two million dollars of coke to get ten million dollars of money or like, they're they're running. Some, no, they had the money. They had $2 million right, yes. from that Southern guy. Again, right. Provincetown is populated entirely by people from the deep South. I, I was like, movie. I was going to say, is this, is, this, is, this a, is this a town that is populated by character actors from community theater? Because yes. everyone in this movie, I mean, that's the Southern, southern guy, the richy rich Southern guy who's like, you don't understand. It's tough. <laughs> it's hard to be have a two million dollar. What am I gonna do? Baby, what do you want to do, baby? About it for the thing. I was like, we gotta play a clip of that woman. That woman playing the woman who talks about her vaginal hair or oh, uh, yeah. and and playing a trumpet. Va- she, uh, to be clear, she does not. Does she say vaginal? No, I, I, I was. Hair. I didn't want to say pussy. She says yeah, pussy okay. Hair. Yeah, all right. I was but trying to be classy. I think I'll be honest. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, vaginal hair is a million times worse. It's really a lot worse. When you get more clinical with it, it's just... I should have said pubic hair, yeah. (laughs) Vaginal hair is not even really a thing. Uh, (laughs) Lady, you sound like a witch. Well, honey, I am a witch. Good blondes are. You're not a real blonde. My pussy hair was bright gold in high school. Until I went out and... Scorched in with the football team. Um, that party where she goes, the doorbell rings, she goes, that must be my boyfriend, and just takes off her outfit. People are ripping Whoa. off their clothes like NBA stars ripping up their war- uh, ripping off their warm-ups. Yeah, it's I mean, like everyone- everybody has rip-away clothing. <laughs> it is, she strips just to answer the door because she says, it must be my boyfriend, and then it's not. And like, no. Jason, she's just, is that she's just the new. vibe? Like, this is what was interesting to me, too. Like, to me, that's not the vibe of that part of the country. Am I wrong? I, I It did not. I, well, it, it, I mean, the party was full of Southerners. <laughs> so maybe they were bringing maybe they were bringing that Southern style to uh, to Provincetown is like, you know, the Cape. Basically, that's it what, is yeah, like I felt I always think of it as a bit more like upper crust and stuff and stiff. Well, that's why the seance made it sense because they're into witches and stuff like that. They burned witches at the stake, right? That's that's why they're doing that's, the seance. That's not necessarily yeah, in that I same area, that. but sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, no, it, it made no sense that they were in Provincetown. Like, it would have made much more sense to me if this movie was set in Savannah. You know right. why you it's know in I mean? Provincetown? Because Norman Mailer's like, let's shoot at my house so I don't have yeah. to, like, go sure. anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes total sense now that you say that. But but it made no sense to me, like how big and broad all the characters were, um, uh, like the and, drug but dealers. Also similar. 
Like yes. they were all, yes, they were big and broad, but there was no, like, I couldn't really tell you the difference between like Penn Jillette's character as the preacher, oh, holy yeah. um, cow, the swinger preacher, and also like that, the main killer, I think at the end, that, that guy, and then the police the, chief, like they they all bled into each other. The character that I wanted to see more of who I thought was the most defined was the adult film star who comes to town. Well, she was incredible. She's, she one, was, of the, she's one of the women that's murdered though but I mean I feel like we didn't get enough time with her and 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 you get this uh, amazing scene with her right at the the get-go tell us a joke what makes surgeons happy what to cut people up and get paid for it that's happiness You look like one of those method actors that plays a killer. <laughs> Don't say that. Why not? Because I could kill you. I feel demented tonight. In what way demented? I could fuck your woman right in front of you. Only if the lady agrees. Now, is that a real joke or are they just all coked up i don't like, it's, it's, i mean like it has the structure of a joke but it is not like it's not inherently funny like like I, the idea being like most people who cut people up like they're crazy murderers but with surgeons they get they cut people they up and they paid get paid for, for it. it but it, the way yeah. he told it he felt like christian bale in american psycho like yes. he didn't tell it with any joy it was like oh jeez. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that's where I think I think the movie is trying to like fuck with us a little bit where we're supposed to think like, oh, is he is he the killer? Like, did he do this? Ryan O'Neill shouldn't even be in this town. He doesn't fit. Like, I don't buy him as this character. I don't buy him as a guy Agreed. unzipping his pants. I Agreed. don't buy I don't buy any like talk about miscast. Like, I, I don't, don't agree him. At, I don't I don't believe him as a coke dealer who goes to prison for three years. No, I don't believe him as the local marijuana dealer who's like kind of a gigolo. I like I, this. I don't agree. I don't believe in any of this. Um, and or I don't. Oh, and I fundamentally don't believe in him as what he is, which is the Norman Mailer stand in the yes. writer. He's not. Oh, he's I not Mailer esque in any way, shape he's or a form. He's not. He's supposed to be a writer, you know, like that's his thing. That's He's a absurd. failed writer or whatever. Meanwhile, you've got like you've got the the police officer who's married to his ex, who's married to Ryan O'Neill's ex-wife who's played by Isabella Rossellini, who is as always incredible um and just like fantastic but has so little to do and I feel terrible that she's like just kind of shunted around but the the speech that that guy gives when he goes, I'm a law enforcement officer and it turns me on. Like everybody in this movie has a speech about how this thing, this hor this horrible thing they do makes them horny. Like oh, the other Patty Lorraine. Fuck. I mean, this Patty movie Lorraine, is when she shoots oof. the other bl blonde woman, gets like horny and they fuck afterwards. Oof. It's crazy. It, it, I mean, look, I, that honestly, I have to say that cuckolding scene was yeah. so disturbing to me and not because it was graphic and there are more graphic sex scenes but just to have that man just crying like why yeah. won't you listen to me no one listens to me oh, listen to me like oh. and it's like on the side of the oh no let me speak it was let me speak let oh, me speak he's me speak. he's crying <laughs> Oh, why why wouldn't he walk away and and i, and, I mean this movie is so i mean by the way it's aggressively homophobic. I mean, like that's the oh, other yeah. thing too. It's like it is 
like it, it's why it was kind of like jaw dropping in that way. Like, it, yeah, whew. in a way that it felt like performative masculinity. But that's yes. Norman Miller. You know what I mean? Like that right. is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like that's that's, that, that's kind of like who I'm shot. leveling that against. It's yeah. really like it's Mailer really trying in in the mouth of every character. Every character is homophobic to another character in some but way. But yet shape, they or would form. fuck them all. Every character would fuck each other. Yes. regardless of sex. and do and, and do. most of them do. You know. Yes, and what's hilarious about that to me is like Norman Mailer's giving. Every character that platform, but also just so many characters. It's like, I feel like there were three extra characters that could have, like, there were three men in this movie who you could cut out and not miss at all. Like, or there just were just collapse so them into many one. of them. Yes. Yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing, too, that happens. Like, there's a scene in this movie where he gets in his Jeep and he has his do- he has a dog with him. When does that dog come to to play? That and then dog, the dog shows in, in that in that scene, the dog is murdered. Um, <laughs> I so I was like, w- when has he? First of all, we're like more than an hour into the movie. When did since when does he have a dog? We've yeah. never seen him have a dog yet. And yet it and seems like like it's like a John Wick moment. Yes, in the middle of the movie. In the middle of the movie. So he's like, you killed my dear. That's your knife. He says, that's your knife in my dog. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do. That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right, for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security, plus it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more, plus a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this, it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? 
I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. I love that the guy, the Southern guy, Wardley. Oh, yeah. He's like, he just wants to, he's just like, he just wants to throw sick parties. He's like, he's got a gun on Ryan O'Neill and he's like, we're going to throw the biggest parties these, this world has ever seen. Like his goal in getting rich off of the Coke money is just to throw better parties. <laughs> I mean, look, not a bad goal. Not a bad goal at all. I mean, uh, kind of oh. dog. And by the way, the thugs rolling up in a roll, in a white Rolls Royce, like these, like, 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 first of all, not undercover at all. Nope. Aggressively, uh, like, well, what, what, what car they were driving? Oh, a white Rolls Royce. Like, <laughs> there's no. I would also believe it if you said that was Norman Mailer's car. I would oh, believe yeah. it if everything in this movie was just like his. Oh my God. You know? He drove a, right, a white Rolls Royce. I, oh, I would 100% believe that. I wrote in my, uh, I, I wrote in my notes, I feel like I'm in an active blackout. Oh, that's so terrible. Wait, there, there are a couple things in here, too, and maybe I, I don't want to be prudish, but the cop, when he's talking about his job and what he loves about his so job. You don't want to be prudish, said the man who said vaginal hair? Vaginal hair. I don't want to be prudish because uh, I was trying to be very respectful of the vaginal. Uh, oh. the, uh, when, when, he, when he goes, he wrote like, I like... I like two humps a day. And oh, yeah. Like, he likes to, he needs to fuck two, he goes, I fuck two women two a day. Different women. Two, two different, different women. Two different women. Yeah. So every day, he has to fuck two different women, I guess. One of them can, is his wife, yes. Isabella Rossellini, and one is, we now know, is Ryan O'Neal's ex-wife. And then doesn't uh, Isabella um, Rossellini say at one point, like, I need to make out, or he likes to make out five times a day? Like, she also uh, equates a number with how much they're- oh, I remember that. I, I yeah. thought she had like a line where she says like, he, he likes to make out five times a day. Well, everybody in the movie, I don't know if you guys found this jarring either. Everybody in the movie monologues. Like there's yes. not a lot of like, there's not a lot of back and forth. It's not conversational. Everybody is like, tease someone up for a monologue, a proper like big, like, like, let me tell you uh, uh, type of thing. And you, it really is, it's exhausting yeah. because it's in, none of it is in, none of it helps. Usually when a character monologues, it's an exposition dump. It's helping you understand information. It's giving you context or helping you ground the movie or whatever. But these monologues are, fucking nuts oh they're absolutely crazy when when that guy when that police officer then has a stroke or has a heart attack or has his mouth like his mouth is half paralyzed like what the fuck was going on i don't know and then were they killing him at the end was that like a mercy kill where they were like this is no life let's 
I did out of rewind this that I section. I couldn't quite understand that. I rewound the section because I was like, I need to understand exactly what is going on here. And I believe, if I am correct, he hit his head into the wall so many times that he created his own stroke. Like, huh. it's like, so if you bang your head against the wall enough times, you can have your own stroke. Because he goes, bang, bang, he's fine. Third bang, he's like, he's almost like he's getting electrocuted. exactly what would happen to you, like, ping-ponging around an airplane after you unbuckle. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? I'm dead. I'm dead. And although that guy survived, he did survive. And the first thing he said was, ah, fucked better than you. Your womb is broken. Now, by the way, who cares if her womb is broken? Because he clearly doesn't want to procreate, like... Like he, or, or like he might have a picture with those two kids, his brother's children. This is me. When he just holds <laughs> up the. <laughs> so all of that shit was so weird. They uh, also, and this was featured in the trailer that you played earlier, Paul. But I wanted to call it out at the end when they are dump when Ryan O'Neill and his father are dumping all of the bodies into the ocean that are uh, oh, the yeah. result of all of the many different crosses and double crosses that have happened in this movie. Which are impossible to map because they don't make any sense. It is to pump and circumstance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. They are only playing pump and circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's as if they are graduating <laughs> from high school. So today, graduates, as we go out into that great big world, we think to ourselves, you know what I mean? Like That's what it seems like. But instead, they're dumping bodies into the ocean. And they're talking about the cure of cancer. Just hear a clip of that. You know something? I'm taking it as more than I thought I would. You've been in the wrong occupation all these years. This has got to be the answer to cancer. Maybe that's why cancer costs so much to cure. The way I see it, schizophrenia is the cure for cancer. Cancer is probably the cure for schizophrenia. That whole thing, it's like... It's these, it's very writerly. And I think like what we're talking about, like these monologues are internal monologues and internal monologues work in novels because it's giving you, it, you're, you're getting moments. And I think like when you try to put all that outside, mm-hmm. it is, it just becomes really, uh, in like every character becomes in, completely insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, to be fair, every character in this movie is completely insane. Like this is, truly, there is nobody truly. save perhaps Ryan O'Neill's father, who is so unfazed and unflappable in the face of multiple decapitations and murders that it is absolutely bananas. Can I, like, can I tell you my theory? Yeah. yeah. He is not real. You think he's a Tyler Durden situation? Yes, I do. I have a very strong theory on this. Like when I, when I meditated last night after this movie to think, I was like, wait, wait a second. Wait, this, that, wait, back up. Uh, no, meditated on. Not, I didn't, I, oh, I, okay. I, I sat with the movie and I really thought I about thought what you I were just like, saw. You know what? No. I need to go into a meditative state in order to process this movie. <laughs> I, 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 I uh, oh, that's smart. That's interesting. Yeah. I picture you like, it's like, a, like an episode of Sherlock where you go into the movie. I went into my you, mind, my mind, your mind palace, your memory palace. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, I think he's not real. I think he is like this aggressive. Uh, uh, he because Ryan O'Neill is a 
here's what I'll say in the terms of Norman Mailer, and probably even not as aggressive as Norman Mailer. He's not a man's man, so he needs a man's man to take care of the man's business. So he creates this character who can do all the things that he wants to do because no one else really sees him. Uh, he's always nobody like, else. You're right. Nobody else interacts with him. Yeah, and he. So, oh, so he, okay. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna yes and your theory okay. into his dad lost his battle with cancer. Yes. And now Ryan O'Neill, in his time of need, five mm-hmm. days into the insanity of his wife leaving him, people starting to turn out up dead and realizing that he's being framed for murder, he needs the help of his father, who seems to be like an ex-cop or something. He he has like explanations as to what happened and who shot who and how. And this one died from this and this one died from that. He seems to have knowledge so that he takes that and, and populates it into, yeah, maybe, maybe. June. I honestly. Like, I mean, you're giving the movie way more credit. Thing, like me for originality. Maybe. I. I, hmm. I. Well, so I thought at one point. What's interesting about that is I thought at one point he was going to be the killer. Oh. And I was like, oh, we're leading there. Like we must be leading back to his father. Um. Hmm. I think it's definitely possible. Like I, I was craving so badly some, I knew pretty early on that we were in a nosedive in terms of plot and that I wasn't going to be able to find my way out so much so that when the hotel worker, like the clerk arrived at Ryan O'Neill's house to ask if he knew this couple because they left their car in the hotel, I was relieved to just understand the scene. Understand yes. like, oh, a car's been left there. He's worried. He's trying to figure out where these people are. He knows he's been with them the night before because I w- was so He's the lost. only responsible person seen. in this town. Yes. <laughs> um, but Paul, I think it's an interesting theory. And I also think that it gives the movie way too much credit. If it if that is true, like if you said to me like, oh, actually that is true, it's in the book. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, oh, that that's a more interesting story. And it's just not in here. You well, really have to like look for it to find out. That, that's going to lead yeah. into my next thing. Great. Let's start a book club and this let this be the first book and oh, we'll come back God. next week. Oh, <laughs> please don't. I will please never don't. return to this. I will I not. Knew we were, I'm, so it's interesting. Like I knew we were in trouble when I saw the title. When I saw on my calendar like Watch. I had eight o'clock night before Thursday. How did this get made? Watch tough guys don't dance. And I was like, "Uh, what's this? And then the credits started and I see Norman Mailer and I'm like, what is this now? And then it (laughs) unfolded and it was, it was just horrible. You guys, it was just horrible. Um, I hated it. I I hated hated every minute of it. By the way, the the title of this thing, uh, Roger Donahue was a prize fighter who was thanked by Norman Mailer in the film because he told him an anecdote that resulted in the title. Uh, I guess Frank Costello, the Murder Inc. boss, and his gorgeous girlfriend greet three champion boxers in the Stork Club. And Costello demands that each of these boxers dance with his woman. And then each of the boxers nervously complies. And then the last boxer, Willie Pep, uh, you know, goes, well, why don't you dance, Mr. Costello? And Costello goes, tough guys don't dance. 
And that's how it came. Uh, but also, what a bizarre story that is, too. Like, again, a cuckolding of these men. Like, you guys think you're tough? I'm going to make you dance for me and then tell you you're not so tough. I mean, this is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, hammer hits in this there's movie. There's a lot of toxic masculinity on display inside this movie, for sure. <sighs> The, I also just want to take a moment to talk about some of the amazing dialogue. Like there was a thing where it was like, if you run a potato farm and you run to a potato market, you won't have enough potatoes to run a factory. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is that? Or like where they're like, uh, hey, did you make a puddle in your pants? Like there was like some jazzy, like there oh, was yeah. some like jazz. It's like when Back to the Future 2, when they go there, like, hey, Bojo. I'm like, oh, he created a whole language in this mm. movie that he's like. I think. And, and I know you started the show with this, but I really we cannot need to get stress it, yes. enough that if you are if you are part of the uh, uh, audience uh, of this uh, podcast that does not listen or rather does not watch the movies ahead of time or maybe doesn't watch the movies at all. At least seek out the clip of the oh god oh we man gotta, we gotta play oh, go- okay, we gotta play because it, yes. it, it, it's it's too it, it this is too- so Ryan O'Neill gets a letter from uh, Isabella Rossellini and she makes him promise to read it alone when he's alone not with her present so he goes to the beach and he reads it and then this happens and by the way I couldn't understand what the letter was actually saying June and I rewound it three times because her I couldn't understand a- her it. accent is is. Uh, definitely playing a part of it. But then there's also like the minute she says, because I did f- eventually figure it out, murder them. We have to murder my husband. A bird oh, squawks. I wish you had shared so, that with me. Well, you were asleep when I figured it out. When oh. I figured it out, was oh, like, that would be hard. She's yeah. saying, my husband and your wife are sleeping, are having an affair, right? Yes. And that, um, and that they're them. behind, they're, they're, they're in cahoots. To try and frame whatever, frame you or whatever. There is, so we have to kill them basically before they get you. Yeah. And 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 but when she says like kill them, I, I swear a bird squawks. <laughs> so it, it, it so you're 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 hearing surf sand voiceover and a bird squawking over a very like we were around it three times and it was June and I both trying to listen and we we're like, what what's that? My husband is having an affair with your wife. I don't think we should talk about it. Because you're prepared to kill them. Oh, man. Oh, God. 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 Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. Apparently, it's so that, funny. that wrecked the relationship between Ryan O'Neill and Norman Mailer because I guess Norman Mailer, and I've read a couple things now, really loved the bad acting, and I think he edged it. Like he was like, Yeah, more of that. Like, so he fed people into huh. it. So, like, Ryan O'Neill was like, Oh, he totally betrayed me. Like, he fucked me over. And I, I think that, like, people just felt like oh, Ryan, uh, when Norman Mailer talks about it, like, there's a disdain for these actors. Like, Oh, I thought the bad acting was so great. Like he's like he's a non filmmaker. He's an author making a film, commenting on film and terrible acting. It's like it's too many levels are at play. I think. Oh my god! I mean, it, it's oh it is. God. Oh I, I want to oh say it's interesting to watch. It's just not. I mean, honestly, I yeah, I wouldn't recommend that you go watch it, uh, even though. Uh, you know, there's people out there that might have a different opinion. So now it is time. Oh boy! For second opinions. Yet this person recommends it Tell me what is the message Maybe that art is subjective I need a 
second opinion. Thank you, John Lazois. These are five-star reviews. I didn't really find many, uh, oh, I shouldn't say me, uh, Nate Kiley. By the way, also a big thank you to Avril Halley for bringing this film into our lives, or, or I guess a lawsuit to uh, Avril for bringing this in. Uh, Jason and June will be, I uh, hope you have a lawyer. And uh, But Nate Kiley <laughs> did uh, some uh, pretty good research here. There are not many earnest ones, but I'll read you, um, I- I'll read you this one from Roy Clark. Um, okay. So it is, uh, the title, a very mailer movie as in great embellished with speed bumps. When classmates in the sixties were reading Salinger, I started reading mailer and I haven't stopped until he died last week. Happily, I've read and collected all but a few of his titles. I've enjoyed his film translation of tough guys don't dance because I've read and enjoyed and learned from the book learned. Now I guess it's rereading time. This film is mailer as the book with a strong character-driven plot drawn with the brilliance and pomposity of mailer's famous for. Personally, I like his departure from expected forms, taking risks, which might prove embarrassing, flowing or stumbling. The flow of Tough Guys is audaciously mailer brilliant, funny on purpose or an egotistical misstep, artistically insightful or hung over and off. It's way up with acknowledged smartness and it's an entertaining flick. It's a learning experience as well as entertainment in terms of the human experience as well as film writing and directing. Somehow the characters seem exactly as I saw them when reading. For a double hit, try reading the book before or after viewing the movie. I've come to like reading after viewing for the imagery. It will make an impression and an impressive one. Five stars. And then this is from Stephen Morrow. And you know these are serious because they're using their full name. Um, And this is it. I still maintain this has some of the best dialogue in a movie you'll ever find. (laughs) Such as, never call an Italian small potatoes. He was uh-huh. way ahead of the curve in reintroducing noir again into film culture. Of course, I'm biased since I was fortunate to have worked with Norman on it. But what? <laughs> yeah, you are biased. Wait, what? <laughs> but you, you know, uh, but can you think of a movie of more recent vintage that has more than one memorable line? This is 1987. I would say this is the the height of catchphrases, uh, but maybe just one. I don't know. Just explosions and lots of gore. R.I.P. Norman Mailer. They don't make them like that anymore. Can you imagine you're Isabella Rossellini? The year prior, you are in Blue Velvet. Yep. Like an incredible movie that is a noir, that is an unbelievable film. And then you are in this. That's that's a wild back-to-back two years. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, the budget of this was $5 million or $10 million, depending on who you believe. Los Angeles Times says $5. Uh, Spy Magazine says 10 It grossed $858,000. The top three films of 87 are Beverly Hills Cop 2, Platoon, and Fatal Attraction. It doesn't feel like it's a contemporary of that at all. It was beaten by Running Man, Jaws, The Revenge, Over the Top, and Prom Night 2. Uh, I think we know where you both... Uh, fall on this movie about watching it, but I will say this, June, I was wrong. Uh, this is the last movie he directed, but he directed four films total, Maidstone, Beyond the Law, and Wild 90. This is the last huh. movie he directed. So uh, he was a, 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 a quite a prolific filmmaker. I mean, not not bad at all to get four out of the gate like that. Um, but, I mean, to be clear, this is bad. This is yes. like... 
And this is, this for me falls into the category of, I would not recommend people watch this. Of course. June, would you recommend that people watch this? It's on YouTube though. So if you want to like, if you want to peep it or if you want to like watch the, oh God, oh no, or man scene, like watch that. Or to to get a sense of what we're talking about, to watch some of these Southern accents. The Southern accents are amazing. Like the scene outside of the church. But I would also say it is not worth watching. Yeah. I took, again, I had one gummy. I needed (laughs) more. I think had I been, I'd be curious to see, I mean, I'll never turn it on again, but just (laughs) like what one and a half, what that would have felt like. Well, June, I think I can answer a little bit of that question for you. Um, Not as it measures in gummies, but as it it measures in (laughs) versions of being impaired by that same substance. I watched this pretty stoned and it was, it was not cool. See, I'm watching it completely (laughs) sober and I'm learning about the dad. I'm all into it. And I got to say, we didn't talk about my favorite part of the whole movie, which is the machete on the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, missing machete. The missing machete on the wall, oh which is a, clearly the murder weapon of the be- decapitated people, yeah. but also underneath it, a picture of the man, the cop, holding like a bloody machete, like, ah! <laughs> and so many guns, so many guns in that house. When he goes into Isabella Rossellini's house and there is like 30 guns just like at the ready, mounted on the wall, in gun racks on the floor. Like, it is like Crazy. an armory. Is there, Their mean, living room looks like an armory. What we should do is, like, instead of, like, we should have our own barometer. Like, how many gummies does it take to get through some of these <laughs> movies? It's that sort of like be, the reverse uh, of Rotten Tomatoes, where it's like, it yes. took me, it took me two gummies. It took me three. The only way to enjoy the, yeah, but then, you know, I, I agree. But then sometimes, though, like, again, like, as stoned as I was, this movie was... Like, like, again, I wrote, I feel like I'm in an active blackout. I felt like, <laughs> I felt like time stopped. I didn't know what was happening. Okay. I didn't feel safe. Yeah. You know, uh, it was unsettling to I say the least. Absolutely great. I felt like I communed with this film. I had no gummies. I mean, look, I enjoy a Camino gummy, but I, uh, but I had none. <laughs> and, uh, wait, I, are you plugging Camino, <laughs> Camino gummies? I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> That you, I, I mean, the 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 uh, 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 what do, they, do they do cloning on Camino in Star Wars? I oh yeah, remember. that yeah, that's a different kind of the, the yeah. Boba Fett gummies are very very good. Uh, <laughs> but um, wow, 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 wow. Uh, what a ride, Jason June. Anything to uh, plug? Um, yeah, I've got a couple. I mean, there's a couple of things that are up and about. Uh, I've got I'm a voice on a new animated show on Fox called Housebroken. Oh, um, fun. You can watch all of season one now of the animated show Invincible that I'm a voice so in. It's good. on Amazon. Uh, a fantastic adaptation of Robert Kirkman's comic series. And then um, I think as of last week, June 10th on Paramount Plus, the movie Infinite, guys. If you want to see me playing a character whose only name is The Artisan, Jason, watch Infinite. I am all about uh, <laughs> Infinite as I got a special... Do I wear eyeliner in this movie? Heavy eyeliner? Do Ooh. I have a smoky eye and painted black nails? Yes, I do. Am I only referred to as the artisan? Indeed, I am. By the way, we should get together because uh, recently on Black Monday, uh, I think actually coming up this weekend on Black Monday, I am also wearing a smoky eye. And oh. uh, as, as my character gets in deep into uh, 90s club culture or uh, in New York City. So, you know, we, we're, not a, we're men who are not afraid to wear 
wear a smoky eye. Uh, I will say that I did get a uh, a viewing kit for Infinite uh, that came with a whole bunch of fun Whoa. stuff. You could check out my Instagram. You could see all the the different oh, fun wow. treats and uh, things. Uh, I want to support. <laughs> I didn't get that. Well, you that know, sounds, they, that there you go. Great. You know, there you go. I, um, you know, I have I have I have ends with the Infinite people. I'm very excited to see that, Jason. Also, I uh, would encourage everybody to check out another podcast. I know Paul spends a lot of time promoting his other podcast. Well, guess Never what? Never promote it. I don't need to. I have one too, <laughs> and it's called wow. The Deep Dive. Uh, it's with me and Jessica Sinclair, and you can head to anywhere you find your podcast and check it out and subscribe. And also, any of our listeners who want to join the Jane Club, head to janeclub.com. We have a lot of exciting things going on this summer. You can use our special Head of the Skip Made code Jane50 for half off your first month's subscription. Uh, it's so good. And Deep Dive is uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, it's right up there with like the great podcasts like Unspooled or Screen Test. And, uh, and so. Wow. <laughs> wait, Screen Test? What's that? Do you have another podcast? Yes. Look, guys, let's not get is into it. Is that a podcast so, you host? That's a, wait, do you have a third podcast? It's, it's a game show. Anyway. Uh, so, that you host? Yeah. Come on. Get with it, guys. It's what a spinoff. What are you even talking about? It's a spinoff podcast. It's a movie to game show that you don't need to know anything about. Uh, okay. Classic films. Just you have to love films. That's all. Oh boy! Well, I do love. You would matter. be great. I want to. I want to throw one more plug out to our friends in the band Mannequin Pussy. Yes, um, they have a new EP out. Uh, it is great. called Perfect. It is fantastic. Cool. Their music is being used in the TV, the HBO show Mayor of Easttown. Um, I was going to uh, watch, um, watch the whole thing. I want to watch, watch it with you too. Yeah, let's watch it. This so weekend. you know, go and seek that out. Watch the show. Support Mannequin Pussy. They're a great band. Um, uh, I will also say so, yeah. that I, I mean, I, I know I plugged briefly Black Monday, but I will say that June is on Black Monday this season as well. So you can catch her Whoa! as uh, Corky uh, and uh, and Keith actually work together this season in the world of uh, religious television. But uh, you can actually watch Screen Test and uh, and see a whole bunch of different stuff uh, over on our Twitch channel because every Thursday. Thursday, me and Hubel host a show. Jason's been on a few times. Uh, there's been a bunch of stuff. We have a cooking show. We have music shows. It's uh, twitch.tv slash friendzone. So check that out. Uh, super fun stuff over there. And Jason, I will send you the screen test with the George Lucas talk show guys where they all compete in their Star Wars knowledge. And it is very, oh, fun. very funny. They are. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, keep this conversation going. Did you love this movie? I know you did. You can continue <laughs> that conversation in the mini episode on our Discord at discord.gg slash HDTGM. Um, and a big thank you to our super producer, Cody. Our recently, our recently promoted senior head engineer, Devin Bryant. I didn't know our, that. Congratulations, yes, Devin. Yes, Devin is promoted. Uh, S. H E G. A big thank you to Avril Halley for pulling all of our movies and making sure that she does the work before we have to do the work. So think of what she doesn't Oof. recommend when Ooh, we get that's this. That's true. That's really an important. Uh, there it is. And she yeah, needs think about that. I will. She think needs about, work. Honestly, I will think about that. Yeah, that are so bad she doesn't forward I have, them on. I have literally had conversations oh. where I'm like, "What about this?" And she's like, "I tried it. It's not good." Like she's God, she sat through it all. Nick Kylie, Lord's work. 
with his brand new baby at home, yes. doing the research still. Thank you, Nate, for getting on top of that. Greg T. Nelson, uh, the ghost of Craig T. Nelson, Zach McAleese, and of course, Kyle Waldron for doing all of the amazing art. I would art. love it if you just, re- if the actual Craig T. Nelson was involved in oh, the production. I would of love it. Just, he just makes fan art. He loves <laughs> making fan art. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening. Follow us all on our social channels. Uh, we will see you next week on a mini episode. Make sure you give us a call at 619 PAULASK. That's 619. P-A-U-L-A-S-K. Thank you, everybody. See you next time on a mini. Bye for now. Bye. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.